We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, Best Game Cox podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, April the 6th, 2021. Today's show, I break down tonight's game as Gamecocks baseball travels to Truist Field in Charlotte, North Carolina, to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels in the midweek. Guys, I'll break down the Tar Heels in their entirety. We'll talk UNC pitching and hitting. Also, of course, South Carolina. Their starting pitcher tonight, what to watch for. Key player tonight, I'll give my prediction as well. We do have some news and notes to get into, guys. i got a packed show also here on a Tuesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer legitimate logistics, and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group, or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up show as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. And let me all wish you all a happy game day as well as Gamecocks baseball takes on the North Carolina 
Tar Heels tonight in Charlotte, North Carolina, a border war. You know, it's funny. I was sitting here, guys, as I was getting ready to record the show. And again, I know I've said it before, but I want to repeat it. Just how lucky we are and how grateful I am to have sports to talk about and have baseball to talk about and have a baseball season going on with, you know, Major League Baseball and college baseball and, you know, the Masters and the NBA and the NHL and, and, and you know, the national championship game in college basketball that happened last night. You know, it's crazy just thinking back to last year and this point last year with when we had no sports and our world was turned upside down. I remember sitting there thinking, I was thinking before I just, you know, started recording here, I was like, what were we talking about at this time last year? I don't think I was even putting out shows right now. Maybe we were like reflecting on old past games or something like that or whatever craziness was going on. But uh, no, we're very fortunate. I'm very grateful. I'm very excited to be chatting with you guys here on a Tuesday because again, Normally on a Tuesday, this is our midweek preview, right? We're breaking down our midweek game. We're talking the midweek, whatever. But tonight's game is not just any old midweek game. No, folks, the Gamecocks are taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels, as I mentioned previously. And, of course, we're all so fond of UNC, right? No, the real Carolina and Columbia South kind of goes up to Charlotte to take on UNC, guys. 7 o'clock, first pitch at Truist Field, folks. This game's actually going to be on SEC Network, so on the big channel. If you can't be there, it's actually 50-50 for me right now whether I'll be there or not. Probably leaning towards not being there, which, by the way, quick reminder, if I do not go, we are going to do a live stream watch-along like we've been doing for the previous games on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So just be sure to stay tuned to that. To that Again, probably right now, as of right now, I'm not going. I probably won't be. The tickets are just so outrageous they're so absurd they're so expensive and i get it limited capacity and there's limited tickets and all that stuff but i, I don't know the, 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 the tickets are out of this world me and my buddy were thinking about trying to make the trip up there but it's like you know what you know might as well just do the live stream watch long just do that whole thing i don't know it, it's uh doesn't seem like it might be worth the bang for the buck but again on the sec network so if you're chilling at home watching the game like i might be the game is on sec network the big channel of course UNC of the ACC, their head coach, Scott Forbes. And what an up-and-down season it's been. And what a adversity-filled season it's been for North Carolina. 14-12 and 12 overall, guys, to this point. 9-9 nine and nine in the conference, which it's crazy that the ACC has already played 18 conference games. Absolutely wild. But again, UNC at 14-12, and 9-9 nine and nine in the conference. They lost their last two games. They lost two or three over the weekend to the Florida State Seminoles. Actually won the first game the Friday night, 4-3, to three, and then proceeded to lose 4-2 to two Saturday and 8 to nothing on Sunday to drop that series. Been a really rough year for UNC baseball. You know, this is normally a program we're seeing in the top 10, top 15 at minimum, you know, always ranked, always really, really good. This UNC team this year, unranked. And again, the record speaks to that 14-12 and 12 overall with a 9-9 and nine conference record but of course this is going to be a team that's got a lot of talent I mean, it's UNC baseball guys it, it's it, it's a program that really prides itself on having a, str a strong baseball program and I would I would expect them to put their best foot forward tonight in this game against the Gamecocks let's talk a little bit about what got UNC to this point and their pitching and their hitting and again I think the stats are really going to speak to why the Tar Heels have struggled so bad and why their records damn near 500 and why they're 500 in conference play it starts on the mound a 4.51 team ERA, guys. That's brutal for a North Carolina team that, I mean, has put guys in the league. I mean, we're talking about some big-time arms that have come out of Chapel Hill to have a 4.51 team ERA. And you take a look at their statistics. You take a look at their statistics, man. 
And, I mean, it's like their weekend guys aren't even really doing that well. You know, their weekend guys are 3.56, 5.81, and 5.97. And the report hasn't come out yet, by the way, for who's going to be starting the game for UNC or South Carolina, even though I feel like we kind of know who's going to start for the Gamecocks. But so at this point, we have no idea who's starting for UNC. But if if their last midweek game gives us any indication, they started Caleb Cozart last week against East Carolina. He only went an inning, excuse me, a third of an inning, gave up two hits, two earned runs, three walks, was not out of that game very early. And then Caden O'Brien came in. He went three innings for UNC, but gave up five hits and four earned runs. So I think it's kind of a crapshoot of who's going to start this game for UNC. And again, they've got a lot of options for sure, but, you know, a lot of inflated ERAs, a 27, an 18, a 7.88, 7.84, 5.84, 4.91, 3.18, and then it starts to get more respectable, if you will, but overall, a 4.51 ERA. Not what we are used to seeing from a North Carolina pitching staff that is normally normally really, really good and normally one of the most elite staffs in the entire country. Um, just looking at the stats here, they've walked 104 guys, given up 129 runs, 114 earned runs, and 227 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, seven saves on the year. Giving up 25 home runs, which is, you know, not, I mean, it's not great. It's not horrible. Again, they've played 26 games. Ah, we've seen worse. 231 batting average against. But again, that 4.5 on ERA, man, it's going to be really tough to win, especially when you're not swinging the bat great like UNC hasn't been doing this season. You look at their hitters. A 247 team average overall. And when you think about the fact that's also factoring in non-conference play, that's rough. 247 is rough. That'd probably be, that'd probably be, if not the worst, damn near the worst batting average in the SEC right now. I don't know where that ranks in the ACC. I didn't look, but I'd have to imagine it's near the bottom of the conference. Let's talk players to watch for, though, for this North Carolina squad. Because like I said, guys, while they've been struggling and the record shows that with the damn near 500 record, they're still really, really good ball players on this UNC team. And it starts with outfielder Justin Thompson, leading this team in average with 320, uh, four home runs, nine RBIs. He's also a speed demon on the bases, 11 for 12 in stolen bases. And this guy by far, guys, is UNC's best ball player. Again, that's outfielder Justin Thompson. You got to move also to outfielder and catcher Caleb Roberts, hitting 293 on the season, seven home runs and 20 RBIs. He leads in long balls with seven for the Tar Heels. And then outfielder Angel Surratt, been there forever, it feels like. This guy's a redshirt sophomore, but it feels like I've heard that name for so long. But hitting 280 on the year, three homers and 18 RBIs. But again, only one player, only one guy, and that's Justin Justice Thompson, on this UNC team that is hitting over 300. So it's been brutal for UNC on the mound, at the plate. And again, the record shows that. But I would not sleep on this Tar Heels team, especially when the Gamecocks take them on in Charlotte. Let's move over to the UNC, or U, excuse me, USC side of things, guys. I feel like I just cannot talk today. Let's move to the USC side of things. And like I said, the pregame report as of right now, I'm recording this at 5.13 p.m. on Monday afternoon. And as of right now, the pregame report for South Carolina, North Carolina has not been dropped yet, which is strange because normally it comes out around 2 or 3 o'clock the day prior. 
but it has not been dropped. So we don't have an official word from Mark Kingston on who will be starting tonight's game. However, with that being said, I can tell you I'm 99.9% sure it is Jack Mahoney, who started the midweek game last week, went five innings for you. You know, Jack pitched, I believe, on Friday for South Carolina, was warming up on Sunday, but actually did not pitch Friday. He was warming up on Sunday, though, but again, Jack Mahoney, good to go. I would expect him to get the start. I'd be shocked if he does not start tonight for the Gamecocks. Again, by the time you're hearing this, you probably already know who's getting the start for South Carolina, but again, I would expect it to be Jack Mahoney. Mahoney, which again, what a luxury it is for Gamecocks baseball when you've got a guy you can roll out there in the midweek who is sitting 94, 95 miles an hour, has a nasty, nasty sinker, has some really, really good breaking stuff, and has the moxie and the type of talent that Jack Mahoney does. That's a really good spot to be in if you're Gamecocks baseball. All right, let's move into what to watch for for this midweek game, because again, this is not your typical midweek game. You're not playing Gardner-Webb, all due respect. You're not playing, you know, the Winthrop's of the world. You're playing the University of North Carolina, and anytime South Carolina and North Carolina, anytime they square off, guys, it's a lot like when Carolina plays Georgia. These two teams don't like each other. These two programs don't really particularly care for each other. I don't like UNC. I loathe UNC, actually. Hate them. I hate them. It's a good way to put it. I hate UNC. The real Carolina is in Columbia, South Carolina. So, what to watch for, though? And this is an interesting narrative coming into this game. It's the return to Charlotte, North Carolina for Carolina baseball. Because everyone is so worried right now. And asking me, oh, my God, Chris, can we get the monkey off our back? You know, you know, we play so bad in Charlotte. We always seem to get killed in Charlotte. I want to defunct that really quickly because... I know that South Carolina has had some struggles in Charlotte against UNC. I know the Gamecocks have gotten blasted there a couple of times. But, guys, I don't know if y'all remember, the last time South Carolina went to Charlotte was in 2019. They went 2-0. and I, I, you know, beat North Carolina State on a walk-off, which I think that time UN, or NC State was ranked top five in the country. And then later that season... Beat UNC 5-2. to two. So, while I do understand there's been struggles in Charlotte, the Gamecocks actually had a lot of success the last time they went there. But again, it is definitely always interesting. You know, that, that, that has been somewhat of a house of horrors for South Carolina. You know, it's interesting. I called it BB&T Ballfield on yesterday's Daily Crow. I forgot they even renamed it to Truist Field. So, maybe with the renaming, that will bring South Carolina some luck. Because again, there have been games, it, it's been... A house of horrors at times for South Carolina. But again, a great ballpark, guys. I used to live in Charlotte. That There's not many better skylines or not many better backdrops, I should say, if any, that you'll find that compare to that at Truist Field. I mean, it's incredible. If you've never been to a game, I highly suggest going up there, getting to one. It's an incredible incredible backdrop, incredible scene, incredible ballpark, and, and a great place to catch a ball game. But the return to Charlotte, North Carolina, of course, is a big storyline for Gamecocks baseball. And here's to hoping they approach this thing the right way and get the W. Uh, another thing that stands out to me, guys, in this one, how about this? UNC's midweek struggles. And first thing I'll say, UNC has not played a bunch of scrubs in the midweek. They've played East Carolina. They've played Liberty, whatever. But UNC right now, guys, has a losing record in the midweek. They are 2-3. and three. In the midweek right now. And their last midweek game last week, 
They lost to East Carolina 11-10, which, by the way, ECU is a top-10 team. I totally get it. They're really good. But UNC has struggled in these midweek games. Can the Gamecocks be the latest team to add to North Carolina's struggles when it comes to the midweek? Also, something else I'm watching for, guys, all hands on deck. All hands on deck for the University of South Carolina's pitching staff. I talked about this after the Georgia series. I talked about it on yesterday's show. But a big storyline in this one, and, and, and a huge, like I said, luxury for the Gamecocks, if you're Skylar Mead and Mark Kingston, you only had to use seven pitchers at Georgia. You've basically got everybody ready to go for this one. And again, there's the obvious suspects we're not going to see in this game. Thomas Farr, Brandon Jordan, Will Sanders. I'd probably say Brett Carey. Um, maybe Peters. I'm not sure. I, I guess, actually, I probably would say we'd probably see Andy Peters. But basically, you've got everybody ready. Outside of your weekend, guys, you got everybody ready to go. I'd expect to see a heavy dose of Jack Mahoney early. Andy Peters might get the ball. Brett Carey might touch it. Who knows? Wesley Sweat. Um, I mean, Jack Mahoney realistically could give you six or seven, you know, if he throws it well. So you've got, you know, and all your other guys that haven't thrown yet, John Gilry, the Parker Coins. And again, you want to win this ball game for sure, but you still have other guys. You'd like to get them to touch the baseball. The Jackson Phipps, the Mag Cotos, like there's other guys you'd like to see touch the baseball. So it is a great spot to be in if you're the Gamecocks when you've just got everybody ready. You've got all hands on deck. Um, Julian Bosnick maybe even could go for you because, heck, he only threw, threw against three batters on Sunday. So you've got options on options on options, and can you take advantage against a struggling UNC lineup? And, again, that's putting it kindly. Should be a lot of fun to watch. Speaking of taking advantage, can the Gamecocks bats take advantage against a struggling UNC staff? Again, the last time out, UNC staff in the midweek at least, the last time out they gave up 11 runs to East Carolina. Got hit around, gave up 18 hits in that Tuesday game in Greenville last week. You know, from what I've seen from the South Carolina lineup, I, I really like what I've seen in regards to the approaches and the way they've made adjustments. You know, I, I think this is a lineup that's really coming to its own. It, it's establishing an identity. They're evolving, if you will. And I think UNC is going to provide you a lot more of what we're used to seeing. I mean, they're, they're going to have power arms. Just North Carolina guys. They've got guys that throw hard, bottom line. But South Carolina has shown you they can hit those guys. There's no question. And if I were a UNC fan, I'd be very worried how do you attack this Gamecocks lineup because this Gamecocks lineup has shown you one through nine can go deep. And Truist Field is a hitter-friendly park. I can tell you that right now. It is a very hitter-friendly park. They had the home run derby there, by the way, guys, back in like 2000. I think it was 2016. I actually went to it with my roommate at the time. Maybe 2017. Either way, you don't have a home run derby to park that ain't a hitter-friendly park. So it's a hitter-friendly park. It's a park that hitters love to swing it at. And, again, the Gamecocks, you know, being the big bashers they are, having the power bats they have. And, again, you know, how excited do you have to be if you're a South Carolina or North Carolina baseball player, getting to play in a minor league park, a park of that stature. And, you know, again, this isn't just some old minor league park. I mean, it, it's one of the nicest minor league parks, one of the best AAA parks you're going to find. So, can the Gamecocks bats, though? Again, like we said, UNC right now a 4-5-1 team ERA. And, again, not even their weekend guys are having success. What does that mean for the midweek? You know, you built some momentum over the weekend in Athens, swinging it, especially those last two games. 
I'm very excited to watch a Gamecocks lineup tonight that, again, I think is very confident at the plate right now. And the last thing, guys, I'm watching for is, again, just the, the significance of this matchup. Because I've seen people this week saying, oh, man, you know, you got UNC and Mizzou. You got to go at minimum three and one. You have to go minimum three and one. You got to beat UNC. And I want to make one thing clear. At the end of the day, it's still a midweek game. It's not as important as the SEC games. It's not. I'd rather go 3-0 and this weekend and lose to, this, lose, to, lose to UNC. I mean, granted, I'd rather win all four of them. But you guys get what I'm saying. You don't want to make it like put it on a pedestal like it's this, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's game seven of the World Series. But certainly there's significance in this matchup. And a lot of it revolves around the fan bases and bragging rights and stuff like that. But I also think for this South kind of baseball team, just continuing to build momentum and establish yourself as a legit contender. Continuing to establish yourself as a premier baseball program this season. Because if you just look statistically, this is a game South Carolina should win. But as we know, stats really don't mean anything, especially in the game of baseball, right? Anybody can be anybody on any given night. But the significance of this matchup, again, especially for the fan bases who don't like each other, South Carolina, North Carolina, what more do I need to say? Playing in Charlotte, the neutral site game. I'm sure both fan bases will be represented very well. But, you know, just continuing to build confidence for this team, for this lineup, for this pitching staff, for this group of guys. Again, when Uncle Mo's in your dugout, you keep it rolling. You keep it rolling. You keep it moving. You don't mess with momentum and you don't mess with a winning streak. And I know we all love to see this team build another big winning streak, you know, 11 straight games, seven straight games, whatever it could be. So the significance of this one, because these midweek games add up, they do. These midweek wins, they add up. This one would look good at the end of the year for your resume. These games add up. So the significance of winning this one, and I also think <laughs> for the health of the fan base, for the health of the fan base, because you know if South Carolina loses tonight, oh, here we go again. You're going to hear the moaning and groaning from the fan base. You are, just bottom line. So the, the significance of this matchup, taking advantage, I think, too, of a, of a wounded UNC group that's not having its best year, obviously does not have its best team. I think it's going to make for a great matchup and a great game tonight, and I'm extremely excited to watch it. Let's move to the key player for tonight, guys. And, you know, last week when Jack Mahoney took the ball, I said it was him. And I think Jack Mahoney's going to start again. I'd be shocked if he didn't. And I think Jack Mahoney will throw really well. I'm going to move to the offensive side of things. And a guy in this lineup that I, I see right now, and I want to give him credit, too. That's one of the reasons he's my key player. But I see as a guy that is, is getting better, I feel like, each and every single time he takes the field. And each and every single time he steps in the box. And he is slowly but surely going from being, oh, yeah, he's a nice story, you know, he this, that, to this dude is a legit threat. Like, this guy's a legit power threat. He is scorching the baseball every time he steps in the box. So my key player for tonight is the pride of Swansea himself, outfielder Josiah Seitler. Seitler, a guy, again, it seems like every single time he makes contact, the baseball is scorched. This is a guy that catches the ball in the barrel a lot, a lot. And I just have a feeling, for whatever reason, 
going into this game tonight, I think Josiah Seitler might have a big swing or two. Just, 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 you know, hold me to that. We'll see if it comes true. I, I, I have this weird feeling. The baseball gods are whispering in my ear, you know what, Josiah Seitler's going to have a big swing in this one tonight. So my key player for tonight, I don't know why. I feel a big game coming from him, though. Again, I, I feel like he's been, you know, he's been having some solid performances for sure but he's been knocking on that door, knocking on that door, knocking on that door. I think at some point he's going to kick that door down on a big game. I could see tonight being that big game for Josiah Seitler. All right, let's move to my prediction for this one. South Carolina, North Carolina, big matchup in Charlotte at Truist Field, 7 o'clock, first pitch on the SEC Network. You know, again, when you look at the statistics, everything about this one says South Carolina should win. No question. No doubt. I mean, UNC, it's, it's really surprising to me how bad they are. 14-12 and 12 overall, 9-9 nine and nine in the ACC. They lost their last two. They lost a series of the weekend to Florida State in brutal fashion after winning Friday, losing Saturday, Sunday. Not Scott Forbes' best ball club. Let's just put it that way. And again, a 4-5-1 team ERA and a 2-47 team average. Not a very good team. They don't have a lot of guys that are swinging it very well. They don't have a lot of guys that are throwing it very well. But if you don't think North Carolina is going to show up to play in this one at the neutral site against the Gamecocks, I think you're sorely mistaken. I expect this to be a really, really fun, tight, highly contested ball game. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth ball game. Like I said, I think Josiah Seitler could provide a difference-making swing in this one. But I feel good about where South Carolina's at right now, too. I mean, the confidence they're playing with, the resiliency, the toughness, the win-anyway mentality. And they understand the importance of these midweek games. Like I said, you know, at the end of the season, you look back and you stack these midweek wins up. And, you know, wins are so hard to come by in the SEC. You need to take advantage of your midweek opportunities. But this is not just any midweek game. And the last time the Gamecocks took on North Carolina and Charlotte, they beat them. But let's face it. South Carolina has not had success in this building for whatever reason. With that being said, though, it's 2021. Who gives a damn South Carolina got blown out in 2017? Who gives a damn they got blown out in 2018? It really doesn't matter. I, I just, that really means nothing. This is a brand new group of players. This is a brand new group of guys. And I'd expect them to go out and just keep doing their thing. Um, you know, I think a lot of young guys will contribute tonight, especially on the mound. I think Jack Mahoney, I expect him to be sharp yet again. I think he will take advantage of a struggling UNC lineup. And I think it's going to be a really close game, but I've still got the Gamecocks getting the W. Give me South Carolina 5, UNC 4. Again, I, I think it's a close game. I think you'd be very mistaken to think UNC is just going to come out and roll over and South Carolina is going to win this game by some wide margin. I mean, I hope they do. <laughs> Listen, I hope they do. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I just, I just think when South Carolina and North Carolina do battle on the ball field, you can almost guarantee yourself a, a fun baseball game. So I think it's a back-and-forth game. I, I think, you know, UNC is going to play as well as they've played in weeks. I think you'll see the Tar Heels fight in this one, but I do think the Gamecocks will outlast UNC. I think they're just – you know, again, this is a team playing with confidence, playing with resiliency, playing for one another, and I think they'll find a way, win anyway. They'll find a way to get the job done. Again, give me Gamecocks 5, UNC 4 in this one. So, again, Gamecocks taking on North Carolina tonight, 7 o'clock, first pitch at Truist Field on the SEC Network. Like I said, guys, 
please stay tuned for what the plan is because right now, as it stands right now, I will not be going to Charlotte, North Carolina, but things could change. You never know. I'm still looking for tickets. Hey, if you know anybody with tickets or if you got tickets, you're trying to sell two of them, hit me up. Let me know. I'd actually like to go. But uh, anyways, if not, which most likely not, Going to be doing the live stream watch along on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So be sure to tune into that. But again, it's going to be a fun night. Like I said, that neutral site game, you know, a, a highly contested midweek game. And again, South Carolina, North Carolina, what more do you have to say? I mean, it's just it's just a fun atmosphere. It's a, it's a fun game. And these two teams definitely don't like each other. I mean, we don't like UNC. They don't like us. So again, you can expect the dramatics to be very, very high. In this, all right, guys. That's going to do it all for my North Carolina preview. One quick note before we get out of here: Gamecocks ranked 11th in this week's D1Baseball.com poll. So again, after going what three and one last week, taking two or three in Athens, the Gamecocks do slide up in the polls. And you have to think with another good week, you know, if you can beat UNC and at minimum take two or three from Mizzou or go three and one at minimum this week, South Carolina in the top ten. You never know. Also, one last thing I want to point out, if you did not see it, because it does impact South Carolina, it actually impacts all of college baseball. Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com reporting. Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com reporting. The NCAA will have predetermined regional and super regional sites in this year's tournament. The sites for both rounds will be announced the week of May 10th, and bids must be submitted by April 12th. He also went on to say that, you know, I guess to try to soften the blow, that apparently it's not going to be like they're just going to give them out to whoever. Like, it is going to matter, like, what your record is and, and, and this, that, and the other. But just a- another dog shit move by the NCAA. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what the NCAA is doing. It's just another baffling head-scratching move by the NCAA and, and the decision-making they have and, and what they do and whatever. But again, we'll have, that's something we'll have to keep an eye on. I'm hoping there's so much blowback and so much pushback from that that they decide how terrible that an idea that is and they proceed with things as normal. Because again, that could affect South Carolina. You know, if the Gamecocks go on, have a great season, and they don't get to host a regional, I mean, what's the point of being a top-eight seed at that point? So... It'll be interesting to keep an eye on, but uh, hopefully hopefully that, that's not the case. I don't know. We'll see. Can't trust the NCAA to get anything right. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, like I said, stay tuned to the plans for tonight with the live stream. Watch along. But very excited to the Gamecocks take on North Carolina. Again, guys, thank you so much for the love and support. Podcast all week, the Daily Crawl all week. You guys know the drill. Go Cox, beat UNC, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com